Welcome to the Springs Church Podcast, where we explore the teachings of Jesus Christ and how they can be applied to our daily lives. Join us as we delve into the Bible and discuss topics such as faith, hope, love, and forgiveness. Our mission is to inspire and empower our listeners to live a life of purpose and meaning and to deepen their relationship with God. Tune in every week for a new episode as we learn how the Bible, Holy Spirit, and a relationship with Jesus will impact every area of your life. Well, good morning, Springs family. You know you're part of a family, right? This is your family right here. This is a community. This is a place that um, I hope you come expecting. (laughs) This life with God is a life of expecting good things. Life joy, peace, and what you expect, you often get, hey? And that goes both ways. If that's something I've learned in my short years, man, expectation is powerful. And so I want to challenge you, no matter who's up here, no matter what we're saying, if it's like, oh, it wasn't what I was expecting, you know, it's not really what I wanted to hear today, don't do that. God can take every word, every message, every promise, and if you tune your heart, tune your ears, tune your expectation to say God is good and he has something for me today, and when I accept the truth, it sets me free. And um, I have found that to be the most powerful decision that I can make in every situation, in every opportunity, in every moment there is so much potential. In one moment, in one breath, in one step, it might seem so simple. It might seem so little. It might seem like it's getting you nowhere. But when you make a decision to keep moving, to keep moving, then you are not sitting still. You are not getting nowhere. Each step, each decision, each uh, call to action that you challenge yourself in, it's for something. It's not for nothing. Um, And when God adds his extra to your ordinary, my goodness, when you start this journey with God and you take him at his word and you pour into him as he's poured into you, it's a relationship like none other. You were made for relationship. You were made for relationship. You were not made to be isolated and alone. You were not made to feel like, well, no one gets me. No, God gets you. He made you. He has a plan for you. And um, I, every time I have an opportunity to share his word, I just get so excited. You know, someone said to me after first, like, it must be, it must be difficult sometimes preparing. Like, it must be hard. And I'm like, you know, I was thinking about that very thought yesterday, and I I thought, God, you make my job easy, (laughs) right? Like, anything I pick, (laughs) anything that Holy Spirit leads me to is good, is life, is joy, is promise, is peace. And no matter what I say from this book, it's good. It doesn't, how do I say this? I, can, I could read you this whole book and it would do nothing for you if you sat there and just didn't receive it. Just decided, well, it's just a book. Like, yeah, how does that book know me? But what I have found is that when I take God at his word, as we sang today, I love that song. Ever since we started singing it, I'm like, oh, so good. Because we need to not just sit by. 
we have a huge heart part to play in this life. You know, religion would have you think, oh, just wait on the Lord. You know, he'll just do everything for you. And, you know, there isn't much you got to do except for you better read your Bible. You better pray. You better not curse anybody. You better... And by the end of it, you get this list that you're like, why would I even try? Why would I even try? And yet when you open the Bible, God says... I'm calling you into relationship. I'm calling you into a experience of knowing me and growing with me and trusting me. And religion, the enemy, man, this world, everything will oppose what this book of life has to say to you. And so we have to be on guard. We have to know the truth in order for us to be set free. You know, the Bible says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And, you know, I think we've all been there. We've all been there where we learn a piece of knowledge from his word or we hear something on a Sunday or, you know, in a teaching that we're listening to at home and we go, oh man, I wish I would have knew that five years ago when I did such and such and such. And oh, if I would have made that decision, I can see how it would have been different. You know, we look back and we can see how knowing the truth would have set us free, but then can we take that same perspective and apply it to today? That when I know his truth and I challenge myself to walk in the things of God, to walk in the ways that he calls me to walk in, to be who he has made me to be, it is my choice. God gave you the incredible privilege of control in your life. I mean, if he didn't, you'd be a robot. And that wouldn't be fun. (laughs) No, you have expression and individuality and uh, personality and quirks, as we call them. You know, things that make you unique. That sometimes people make you feel like, oh, you're you're a little different. Like, yes, I am. Thank you very much. You know, I'm enjoying who God made me to be. And when we make these decisions that, you know, God's given me so much control... And it makes life exciting and adventure that I get to find out who God is. You know, it's so funny because I don't, I don't talk to the team um, before I teach. I don't, um, you know, talk to the worship team or the media team. And um, will you put up today's verse again? Because I can't get it out of my head ever since. Uh, yes. Um, those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them. When you trust, you find. When you trust, you find. When you trust that God is good, you find that he is good. When you trust that God is for you and not against you, you find that he is for you and not against you. There is this incredible thing about trusting God, which I don't know why we complicate it so much. Humanity makes things so complex. Religion makes things so messy. And God's going, Kids, kids, it does not have to be this hard. Why are you being so hard on yourselves? As Danny said in prayer and praise today, there's a rest. He calls us to enter a rest. And yet we, you know, I'm sure we look like our 
a bunch of chickens with our head cut off at times in life, and God's going, oh my goodness, like, if they would just ask me, I would show them how to help their marriage in this situation. If they would just ask me, right? Yes, God is good, and when we when we get off our high horse and our, our thinking that I got to do this all and I have to take the responsibility, when you read the Bible and you learn about who God is and, and what he has for you, you find out he wants to carry the responsibility. He wants to carry the cares and in you trusting him and in relying on him, he can perfectly lead you and guide you. He has answers. When you trust, you will find that he wants to help you in, his mar- in your marriage, that he wants to help you in your career, that he wants to help you know all things, the word says, that in him we can know all things. It's not in my own strength. It's not in my own doing, in my own choosing. Yes, I'm his creation, and I'm his crowning, his crowning creation, the word says, but what makes me so great is him. What makes me so beautiful and so wonderful and so capable is me trusting in him and then finding that his spirit is working in me and that his spirit is the only thing that can lead and guide me into a place of peace and protection and prosperity. We got to get something straight as Christians. We got to call things for what they are. We can't let religion or our next door neighbor or somebody who's been hurt by life and now has just an agenda against God, don't let their crusty attitude creep into your heart and your decision for how you are going to live your life. No one can tell you how you're going to live your life. No one can make you have a bad day. You know, when I realized the amount of I'm not saying it's, it's always like a walk in the park to choose a good attitude in the day. Yes, there's things that come and push your buttons, but I have found that I need to get rid of those buttons. That when I go to God's word, I find that he changes me and he changes me in a way that I enjoy. It's remarkable that as I trust him, I find that I never wanted to do it my own way from the start. As I dare to just take that step of faith, because faith moves, faith takes action, faith doesn't sit on, uh, on its bum till he comes, faith isn't just waiting on God to take me home, faith says I am going to receive all that God came to give me and I'm not going to let anything um, get in my way of living out all that God has called me to. The word, his word, is the most important thing. You could read no other book except for this book, and you'd be just fine. No other book. You know, sometimes we convince ourselves, well, I need to go find, oh my goodness, my marriage. I need to go find 10 books. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you shouldn't read. If you know me, reading is like my favorite pastime. I love to read. And, um, you know, reading, there is wisdom, there is knowledge. But sometimes we can, we can uh, replace <laughs> what this was meant for our heart and our lives. And we begin to, 
live from a place of lack. Like, oh, I'm lacking something. Like, I need to go get a book. I need to go do this. I need to go talk to an expert. When you have the expert of all experts <laughs> as a believer living in you, and the enemy so badly wants you to think that you don't have what you need. That is his number one goal, to let you get caught up in that maze of, oh, I'm lacking something. I need to go find something. But as we see the word, we find everything we need in him. And yes, it takes discipline. Yes, it takes choosing him, choosing him, choosing him in every situation. But what I have found is that as I make this the most important thing in my life, in my emotions, in my marriage, in my thinking, as I humble myself and I don't beat myself up for the mistakes I've made, but I say, not I, God, but you. I want your spirit, your power working in me. I I see that I am limited. I see that I mess things up. I see that when I try to do it in my own way, it fails. And as I look to his word and what he's done, I go, could it be true? Could he have that for me too? You ain't gonna know until you trust. (laughs) You ain't gonna experience it. You won't find it unless you seek for it. And I think, you know, some believers just, hey, you gotta sign up. Sign up for the things of God. You know, I was at camp for a couple nights and, you know, you have conversations with people and you just talk about life and, oh, well, just this is the way it is. And, you know, when it comes to kids or this, and I found myself saying, I'm not signing up for that. I'm not signing up for that because my Bible tells me that I can let or not let things impact my heart, that I can let or not let thoughts torment me, that I can let fear have a place in my home, or I cannot let fear have a place in my home, that God has given me dominion and authority. And I believe that some of us are going to get to heaven and go, oh man. I mean, my goal is to not let you get to heaven and think that, but um, you know, I don't want to get to heaven and go, oh man, I could have had that in my marriage. I could have, I could have been that kind of person in my career. I could, have, I could have led my kids to that in their dreams just by trusting God just a little bit more, just by taking him at his word and telling certain people to shut up. I'm not joking. Some of you listen far too much to the naysayers and to those who want to tell you what life has to bring. Que sera, sera, karma. You know, this is just the way it is. You can't change it. Do not go through life thinking that you are powerless because the enemy will have a smile on his face. (laughs) You were created by God. You are created by the creator of all good things in this world. He calls you good. And when you take him at his word, when you trust him, you find that he is with you, working in you, and it's just trust. It's not, it's not um, um, a striving like Danny talked about. That was so good. We don't strive. We trust. We rely. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You know, I challenge you as you read the word, don't let a verse just be like, oh, that feels good dissect it, dive into it, ask God, 
Okay, what does trusting you look like? How do I do that with all of my heart? Participate in this relationship with him because a relationship takes two parties who want to know each other and seek each other with all their hearts. And God says that when you seek me, you will find me with all of your heart. But we let things get in our heart that are not supposed to be there. We let things, we welcome things into our life that have no place. And in the same choice that we decided to welcome them, when we realize, oh, hang on, I don't want this thing in my house, we can in the same moment say goodbye, goodbye. You know, guilt and shame have no place in a follower of Jesus. God is always there cheering you on, encouraging you. That's why he makes our job as pastors easy. Like, there's nothing in here that won't encourage you. There's nothing in here that won't. All he is is good and love. He's the only one who heals. He's the only one who saves. He's the only one that has power that no one has ever been able to destroy. Nothing can separate you from his love except for you. You don't sign up for it. I could have the most incredible gift for you, and if you just won't take it, you ain't going to enjoy it. No, seriously, take it. I got this for you. It's for you. No, 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 no. It's okay. I, do, I don't deserve it, or no, no, I got a lot going on. Or, and then we sign up for all these other things which stress us out, and oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm busy. <gasps> I hate that word. Quit doing stuff if you're busy. Quit signing up for stuff if it's so overwhelming. Sometimes we got to shave off things out of our life to make time to be still and know that he is God. If you don't have time to be still, that is going to get in your way of being able to take in all that God has for you. If I'm so busy and my husband's just trying to get a word in edge, Eden, I need to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One second. I just got to go do this over here. No, no, Eden, I really got to, you know what? Just later, later. I feel like some of us live our lives that way. We don't necessarily intend to treat God that way, but he's like, come on, daughter. Come on, son. Sit down with me. Let's talk. I can help you with this thing that you just look ridiculous running around trying to figure out in your own strength. I feel like if we could watch a movie back of ourselves in certain areas of our life, we'd be like, oh my goodness, is that what I look like? <laughs> oh my goodness, is that, did I actually say that? Oh, wow, I need to slow down. Oh, wow, I need to just take an account and realize I don't have to sign up for things. <laughs> I don't have to say yes to everything that comes my way. I don't need to sign up for every feeling that surfaces inside of me. I don't have to sign up for every thought or attitude. Hey, we're so quickly to tell our children, change your attitude. But yet, man, we got to tell that to ourselves a lot more. I have never been so ministered to God before than becoming a parent. <laughs> I'm just like, Lord, I'm so sorry for the grief I put you through. <laughs> like, you know, I, he teaches me through my children and it's never shameful. It's never like, well, look, Eden, this is what you, it's always like, I'm always like, Lord, you're so good. You're my, you're my father. And now I'm understanding this relationship. I need to let you be God. I ain't God. You are God and you are perfect, and you love me, and you want to guide me and lead me, and when I trust, I will find that it's true. But if I just sit back, man, you, you do yourself a big disservice to just sit back and watch people do life, you know? You know, when, you know when you're like, I don't know, you get into a really fun game with your family or something, and you got that one family member who's just like the party pooper, 
And they're like sitting on the sidelines and like arms crossed and like, nah, you guys go ahead. And like, and then that one moment, I don't know what it is that breaks them and makes them realize like, man, they're having a lot of fun. Like, what, what am I doing over here on the sidelines? I believe like some believers, they just, they just got to dare to take a step. They're watching some believers and Christians, you know, receive the things of God and walk in the blessing. And they're kind of just like, hmm getting cynical, getting a little pouty, going, well, you know, this, that, this, that. Get your head out of, the, out of what everyone else is doing and, and, and turn to God and go, could this be true for me? Could this, what do you have for me? I, I mean, I, I know I'm not going to get it right. I know I'm not going to be perfect, but if I just keep going, if I just keep moving, if I just keep trusting, you will find that he has joy and goodness and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. What are those plans? Plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future, to not do you harm, he says. Religion is so messed up. It will tell you God is good and in the same breath tell you he is bad. You got to let God be God. Let God be true and every man a liar. If a man tells you something about God, if a woman tells you something about God, you go to the word and you find out, does God tell me that about God? Because it's so dangerous if you let in something that is not what a God is or who he says he is. And if you don't take him at his word, all that stuff starts to get heavy. All that stuff starts to lead and guide you to places you didn't want to go. And he knows the plans he has for you. Do you know them? Like I said earlier, we perish for a lack of knowledge. And what I don't know, I don't know. So I should find out what I need to know. <laughs> and as I know it, and as I trust, I will find that who he is, is evident in my emotions, in my thoughts. But it takes me choosing it. It, may, it takes me choosing to know his thoughts, to choose his thoughts, his ways of doing things. Proverbs um, 4, 20 to 27. My son, give attention to my words. Give attention to God's words. No one else's. That's why this is so powerful because the God of the universe has words for you. When we see this book as a personal love letter, when we, our attitude towards the word, when I open my Bible, God is speaking directly to me. His spirit is in here, his life, his power, his energy, the word says. And as I welcome his word, it can help me decipher what is not good in my heart. It can help me cut away the stuff that I've been carrying through life that maybe I didn't even know that I adopted as a belief. And as I humble myself and go, I do not know everything. And that's okay. I don't care what people think about me. I don't answer them. I answer to God. And when I was able to, to, to help free myself of that, yeah, amen. I think we all go through this at some point in our life where we, we, we put way too much attention on what people think of us. And we put way too much weight on, on well, what will someone think if I, if I jump during worship? Oh my goodness, they're going to think I'm weird. I shouldn't raise my hands too high. People will think like, I don't know, like we think about people too much. 
you know? <laughs> and what I've found is when I get myself out of my own way, and as I push myself to trust God, Eden, just go for it. See what you'll find. It's like a fun treasure hunt with real treasure. See what you'll find. Go for it. Seek him. Do what he says, even when you don't feel like it. Even, I, I don't love every single song we sing. Hey, we're human. I, you know, I, I, sometimes I'm like, oh, I hope they sing my favorite song today. Ah, shoot, they didn't. Well, that's okay. I'm going to praise them anyways, because it's not about what I sing or, or, or who's singing today or who's preaching. There's always something good in who God is and what he has for me, and I only receive it when I trust it and I choose. It's not... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, won't cut, I won't cut you off. <laughs> Amen. You know, it's not, um, I, I need to trust him. I need to accept what he's doing. And it's so simple. It's so simple. And every time a thought or a feeling tries to tell you, well, it can't be that easy. Just think of, you, go out and get a Staples easy button. I don't know if they still exist, but <laughs> that was easy. You pushed the button. I don't know why that button was such a trendy thing when it came out, but I feel like God wants you to realize my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And the enemy wants you to feel complicated and, and twisted and gets you caught up in a maze of your thoughts. And what do I do when I start feeling that way? I praise. I, I, get, my, I get myself off of me because I am not God. <laughs> I want to let God be God in my life. And how do I do that? I magnify him. I remind my soul who he is. And, you know, we carefully select the songs we sing here on a Sunday. We carefully choose the worship because not all worship is, not all, um, not all man-made songs today, man-written songs are biblical. And um, we're very careful with what we sing from this platform because the Bible says that out of your mouth, right, the word is near you, it's in your heart and you need to get it in your mouth. And you'll notice as we sing the worship, something takes place because we aren't singing man-made words. These writers are taking scripture and adapting them to a melody and something when you decide, I'm going to praise God today. I'm going to praise God. That's just what I'm going to do. I'm not going to wait for a feeling. I'm not going to wait to just have everything in my life going well because we live in a fallen world. That desire to want everything to be perfect, it's a God-given desire because it's our destiny, heaven. It's our home. That was God's original intent, no death just relationship, just peace, just prosperity. But Adam and Eve's decision changed God's plan for a little while, but his grace is sufficient and he gave us everything we need now to still go through this life as a victor. Even when we face changes, even when we face setbacks, even when we face things and I face things that I don't wanna get out of bed in the morning. I don't want to live my life without my dad. I don't want to. But God is good. And I don't have to live my life without my dad. I could get stuck in that thought. Well, it's too hard. He was always supposed to be here. 
Hey, we all feel real feelings in life. We all have things we go through, but we do not let the feelings dictate the future. It's the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And God will not let anything be robbed from me. I don't know how he's going to do it, but God is good. My dad got home first. My dad's in my future. <laughs> I'm going to see him tomorrow. This life's but a vapor. That's what I always say to people. I'm going to see him tomorrow. <laughs> we aren't promised tomorrow. All we have is today. That's helped me a lot. I'm going to see him tomorrow. <laughs> I don't plan on going home tomorrow, but you know, you use the word and you realize, man, we put so much emphasis on time. We put so much emphasis on the here and now, and this isn't our home. This, you know, the way we want to live, the way, the, the expectations I have, what I think is important. When I open this book, I realize, wow, Eden, you got it wrong. And thank God that he loves me and he's, he's, he's trying to reach me and show me and guide me. And as I tune into him, when a thought pops up that goes, I can't live without my dad, I go, well, hang on a second. Is God good or is God good? Well, hang on a second, Eden. Is in his presence, is there fullness of joy or are you going to decide to live in, in a depressive state the rest of your life? What kind of mom would I be? What kind of wife would I be? What kind of pastor would I be? If I decided, well, my feelings and, and my hardships are more real than the incredible God I serve. You have to make some decisions and only you can make those decisions. And God is good and life has stuff, but he is the one who says, when you build your life on the rock, the storm will come and your house will stand. Don't fear the storm. I'm almost, I'm almost like, the more, the more things I go through, I'm like, bring it on. <laughs> right? That's the attitude a believer should have. Bring it. I don't care. I'm, I'm, my life's founded on the rock of Jesus. He says peace. So I'm not going to sign up for depression. I'm not going to sign up for loss. I'm not going to sign up for my life isn't going to be all that it's going to be because, because my dad's not physically with me. I ain't signing up for that. My dad would be like, come on, Eden. Right? If you could see what I see, Eden, that everything I preached at you these last however many years Wait till you see glory. Wait till you come up here and see all that, that God has for you. I don't want to miss out on one thing that God has for me because it's up to me. It's up to you. And as we dare to believe him, as we dare to let go of our control of what the way we want things, it brings freedom. You know, in my 20s, I was, I was a... I mean, my husband would probably tell you I'm still a little bit of a control freak, but <laughs> in my 20s, it was bad. It was bad. I wanted things to go a certain way, and if they didn't go the way I expected them to, I would be grouchy. I would be pouty. I would be not a fun person to be around. And I think a lot of us go through that. We, we, we live in our head. I don't get to think your thoughts. I only have mine. And if we don't take responsibility for our thoughts, if we don't take responsibility for the feelings that try to approach, um, you know, we've, we kind of become our own God, right? Bible talks about that. Don't live by selfish ambitions or vain conceit. 
Consider others better than yourself. When we walk in the things of God, life is so much richer, so much freer. And I realized, Eden, this is not working. Like, I don't like how I'm feeling. If there's something in your life you don't like, there's probably something you need to change. There's probably something that you need to get real with yourself about. But what do we do? Well, no, my husband, it's my husband. He needs to change. I know I'm right in this. But then I try and I try and I realize this doesn't feel good. <laughs> Have you ever tried to make someone think a certain way or to do something? That's why God doesn't do that with you. You just rebel. You just run away. He he, he, he places the gift in front of you. He pours out all the truth in his word. He takes care of things. Jesus said it's finished. It's all taken care of. And now will you receive it? Will you choose to believe it and walk in it? And as you trust him, you will find that he loves you, that he's there for you. And when I chose to let go, and I'm not... I, I'm not perfect at this. It's something I, you're always working on things. Um, I found, wow, like when I get myself out of my own way and I stop putting expectations on how I think people should be, how I think, well, you shouldn't say that. You should say this. And well, why would you do that? And why would you do that? Oh, that is a huge distraction of the enemy, getting caught up in what you think others should do. All you can do is take care of you. The only thing you can bring change and impact to is your heart, your life, your mind, your body. And as you do it, it impacts others. It's, it's miraculous. It's God's spirit. When you seek to know him and you let his spirit have driver's seat in your life and you acknowledge him in all of your ways, notice that it says your ways. He has to work through you. He has to submit to your thinking, to your believing. That's why it takes faith to receive what God has given you because it's your faith that activates receiving what he has for you. He can't come in and be like, here you go, here you go, here you go, because if you deny it, if you don't sign up for it, if you don't accept it, you can't enjoy it. And so you have to acknowledge him in all your ways. In the Hebrew text, acknowledge means know him. I love that. In every single one of your ways, do you know him? Do you know him in your marriage? Because he wants to be known in your marriage. Do you know him in your thinking? Because he wants to be known in your thinking. And when you open up that Bible and you go, God, how do you teach me to think? What do you say about thinking? I am going to go after it and I am going to condition my thoughts to follow my loving father who knows me best, who knows how I tick, who knows how he made me to function. And as I trust him and I choose his way of being, his way of doing, he will direct you in all your paths, it says. And we're different people. The thing that I find so overwhelming that just makes me cry because of God's goodness is how we are all such different people. We all come from different backgrounds, different parents, different losses, tragedies, trauma, victories, um, our skill sets, the things that make us just come alive. And yet the word is still the word, but it tailors itself to you. 
Like God's spirit communicates it to you on a personal and individual and specific and intimate level. Religion would have you think that, you, that, that God is not that good. <laughs> but the word shows it time and time again that he wants to guide you and lead you and he wants to love you and he wants to set you free. But you have to sign up for it. And not just accepting Jesus into your heart, now living the way he teaches you to live and inviting him to help you. Because it's not by your might, it's not by your power, it's not by your willpower and I gotta make a list and blah, blah, blah. Everything that God has for you is in, it's found in relationship with him. Relationship. All you gotta do is know him. All you got to do is seek him and go, God, I want to know you. Teach me your ways. God, my marriage right now is frustrating me. I keep banging my head against the wall. I don't know what to do, but Lord, you know what to do. You have the answers I seek and I will not give up. I will pursue your word. I will, I will gain wisdom from your word and I will change me. I will not let myself pout and just give up and just say I don't have power I will challenge my heart, my, my mind, my soul, my body to do what my father is calling me to do because if he's called me to do it, he equips me to do it. He gives me the power to do it. He wouldn't call me to do something I can't do. And whatever God calls you to do is who he is. So he is inside of you. As you. When you give your life to Christ, it says God's spirit comes and makes his home in your spirit. And whatever he calls you to do, you actually already have it. It's in him. That's why we are found in him. In him, we live and move and find our being. And where we get in trouble is when we try to do it without him. When we try to find our marriage or, or our, you know, try to figure out a, a theological thing or something with work and whatever, and we're doing it in our own efforts and we're not realizing, God, you have answers for all things. God, you have wisdom, you have truth. And why am I doing this in my own effort? What's going on here? And we come back, we come back and we go, Lord, I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered. He always answers but do you always listen? I don't. <laughs> but then when I wake up and realize I haven't been, I go, oh Lord, here I am. As so many in the Old Testament would say, when he'd call, he'd call them, they'd go, Lord, here I am. Here I am. And when you have time in your day, when you make time to be still and you bring him into all of your ways, devotions are great. Spending time in the word alone with your favorite music, your favorite chair, your favorite cup of coffee, tea, whatever. Create a moment with God, absolutely. But he wants to be in all your ways. He wants to be brought into your mealtime, to your, uh, the things that maybe are stressing you out right now. God doesn't call you to stress. If I'm stressing, if I'm worrying, if I'm anxious, I immediately know I'm finding myself in my own efforts and I'm not finding myself in him. So there's things you can look for as you read the word and they can be those kind of like warning, warning, like, like those alarm, those bells, but are you listening to them, right? Because you can change, you can grow, you can get out of stinking thinking, you can change bad belief systems and old habits, but you've got to say, Lord, 
not by my might, not by my power, but by your spirit. I'm just going to keep trusting you, even though I don't know how you do it. Like literally, if we had to figure out exactly how he does what he does, I don't, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. He's just good. He, he loves me. He takes care of me. His, his blessing, his mercies are new every morning. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. And when I choose to believe it, when I choose, it's a choice. And I hope I encouraged you today in the fact that so much of it is just trust, just knowing him. You don't need to go find the perfect scripture for this situation in order to be set free in this area. That's religion. Religion makes you feel like you lack something and there's this magic formula. There's this thing I need and I, I know once I find it, God will tell me eventually. No, God's always leading and guiding you. He's, he's not, he does not play hide and seek. God does not do that. He wants you to know him. He wants you to acknowledge him in all of your ways. So find ways to acknowledge him more. Stop yourself before you get on that train of, of a, a temper or a meltdown or a pouting session or whatever. We all do it, myself included. Get good at stopping yourself and going, whoa, 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 I know where this goes. I don't want to go down this road, Lord. I acknowledge you. I want your ways and I trust that you are good and Lord, you are going to lead me and guide me and whether it might be turning on some worship music to set your spirit, your mind upon him, it might be turning on a message while you're cooking or going for a run and just setting your mind on the things of the spirit because he says that leads to life. And it's in those little choices each day that you make. There is not some magic formula that then once you do it, the rest of your life is perfect. It's in the journey. The, the journey's exciting. But the enemy wants you to think that it's the destination. But Paul said, I have learned to be content in all things. That in each step, in each moment of the journey, there's joy. There's peace in this step. It's not that I have to get somewhere. It's not that once, once I think my marriage is perfect, then I have joy. Then I have peace. <laughs> Danny laughed. <laughs> yeah, marriages are never perfect. People are not perfect, which means your marriage is going to have a whole personality of its own. But it's in trusting God in the next conversation with your spouse. It's in catching your emotions with the next conversation with your teenager and going, Lord, you say I do everything in love. I am a person of love. I am a person of love. I am motivated and I walk by love. And you start preaching at yourself. A lot happens when you start preaching the word at yourself. And God starts preaching the word at you as you tune your ears to him. You seek him with all your heart, there's no way you can miss him. There's no way you can miss him. And I am living proof of that. That even in my shortcomings, even in my, my failures, even when I screw up and I do something I need to apologize for, I go, Lord, I'm so grateful that you can take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good because I love you. I don't deserve that, but you're just so good. He is that good. He is that good. He loves you that much. And don't let anybody else tell you different. <laughs> Open the Bible. Let it be the loudest thing you hear. Let it be the loudest thing your heart dives into and welcome that word. Welcome it and receive it and trust him because you will find that his spirit 
You bring that event card home today with you. You put it somewhere on your mirror, on your fridge, and you start speaking that. Lord, when I trust him, I find that his spirit is working in me. You start speaking that over your day, over your situations, and you watch it change. Because it's not a magic formula. It's God. It's his spirit. It's his power that you are declaring and prophesying over your day, over your body, over your life, and it works. God is so good. Would you bow your heads? God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that you are good, that you are faithful, that you can't fail, that you are for us and not against us, that your plans are for a a hope and a future. Lord, we just thank you, God, that you are so good. And right now with every head bowed and eye closed, if If you're in a place where you want to start a relationship with God, where you want to uh, have him lead you and guide you, where you want to acknowledge him, the word's really clear. It says that he sent his son, for God so loved the world that he sent his son Jesus to die in your place, to take on a sacrifice that none of us could ever achieve, even though we were the ones that needed to do it. Jesus said, I'll do it. I'll stand in the gap. I love them. I lay down my life for them. And when you believe on him as your savior and you confess him with your mouth, you you are giving him an invitation. You're welcoming him into your world. And uh, your world gets changed by the power of God, just simply by a relationship with God. And if that's you today and you'd like to pray that prayer with us, would you just raise your hand all across this room so I know, thank you, know who I'm praying with. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Wow. Anyone else? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Wow. Oh man, this gets me excited. God, you're so good. Let's pray this prayer together. Dear God, I thank you that you sent your son to die for me because you love me. I'm sorry for doing it my own way. I want your ways. And I thank you that you're with me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So good.